good. Give him another praise tonight. Brother John, it's so good to see you again tonight. What a what a beautiful spirit. You have a very beautiful spirit and your um your your put it up there for me. Acts the twenty sixth chapter start maybe at the verse what eight or something. If you will go there to Acts the um the twenty sixth chapter uh in the uh, 26th chapter of the book of Acts, probably at verse 8, what does verse 8 says? Okay, there was a dispute, okay? The uh, kings, uh, and then they wanted to, um, they wanted to destroy Paul. But Paul stood and was preaching and the, defending the gospel, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And remember now, uh, he was uh, he was getting ready to explain his mission to the Gentiles because he was the apostle that was sent to the Gentiles. Did you know that the Gentiles were blessed when Paul was raised up of God and sent to them? Did you know that? Because what he did, he turned them from darkness to light. Let me let me show you what a man of God. When, when, when you're given a man of God that you don't, you don't value a man of God that knows the word of God, someone that explained the word of God to you is priceless. Look, look, he's a gift. And God gave gifts to the church. See? A gift, an apostle is a gift to the church. Yes, he gave a man a gift to make him an apostle, but he gives that man to the church, to the people. He gave them prophets. You know Jeremiah was a gift to the, tri to the tribe of Judah. Did you know Isaiah was a gift to Israel and also Judah? Hmm? Was, Paul, was Paul really a gift to the Gentiles? Was John a gift to the church? Was he a gift to the seven churches in Asia? When he was on the Isle of Patmos? Huh? He was sent there to die. He was sent out there, um, more or less uh, a political prisoner, with, prisoner which he was not involved. But they they deemed religion to be political, and so he was banded and banished on the Isles of um, of uh, Patmos to die. But look what happened. Look what happened to John while he was on the Isle of Patmos. Look what he received. The book of Revelation. Hmm? And then John to the seven churches. Which are in Asia. Was he a gift? How hmm? um, valuable. How valuable was John to that church? Or to those churches? Tell me how valuable. What, what if he had died in Patmos before he wrote that book, the book of Revelation. Did, did, did you know if he, if he had stopped, if he had died and there was no book of Revelation, did you know what you, the Bible would have ended with? The book of Jude. And boy, you know Jude didn't, <laughs> he didn't give a whole lot of promises. 
He was firing. Hmm? But look at Revelation. 22 more chapters. He was banished on the Isles of Patmos, but yet God used that. Did he? God used that. And he was a tremendous gift to those seven churches. And not only to those seven churches, but also to us. Because it gives us a hope all the way back from the dawn of creation. All the way through. Because he's connected to Daniel. And he comes all the way through to the end when we know I think is the only book or just about the only book I know Ezekiel prophesies too and so Isaiah but he brought it out real clear in chapter 20 of Revelation the end of the devil how would you have known how the devil would come to an end but tonight we know that the devil meets his end by the time you get to Revelations chapter 20, and hold that up there, but let me turn, turn with me and you can read it for me. Revelations chapter 20 and read at verse, uh, verse 11, is it? Start at verse 11 or 15, where the devil is loosed. First he's bound, okay, for a thousand years. How would you have known that? That he's going to go to prison. He's going to be sentenced. And then now in verse 7. And when notice. Notice. How, how would you, I want to show you that. How would we ever know this. Without the gifts that God gave us. And when the thousand years are expired. That means it's over. Satan shall be loosed out of his prison. But earlier, earlier verses tell you that. He was bound and put in prison. But how would you know that? Unless God give given a gift. To men and give them to church. How would you have known of the second coming of Jesus Christ? The establishment of the kingdom of God upon the earth. Unless God gave you a gift. See? But a lot of us we receive a gift package but we don't open it. We don't ever look to it. To see what you've got. And don't, don't even know what you have. Because you have not really ever opened and examined what you've got. Oh, just a preacher. I don't know. You see, you got that spirit about you. But if you value your gift and value what you have. Because that gift is to accompany you all the way to the kingdom of God. You cannot, you cannot go there without a gift. Nobody can appear before the king without a gift. And Paul was that gift. And he was to present the church in Corinth. Before the Lord. And so he said I'm jealous over you. With a godly jealousy. Why was he jealous? Huh? Why was he jealous? Because he was the gift and he was to take them and present them to the Lord. You, you think you're going to present yourself? No. It's a man of God that represents you to the Lord. You'll never present you. Say walk in the presence of God and say. Here I am. I made it. God has an order. 
And that's not the way God will do it. A lot of us, we go to church, but we don't know the order of God. We just get up and do anything, say anything, you know, at any time. No order. But if the military has an order, what about the church of God? Hmm? What about the, the uh, kingdom? And when the thousand years are expired, look at this. This amount of God telling you what he saw, what God gave him to give to the church. Okay, chapter 1, I can prove it, that what John received was to give to the church. So when the thousand years are expired, Satan, who he's got many names, Satan, the devil, Revelations 12, the, uh, if we call him uh, the wicked one, the old serpent, which is called the devil and Satan, he'll deceive you. He'll deceive you, and he's really a wolf in sheep clothing. It says, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison. So he goes to prison. He goes to prison in chapter 20. Okay? So the old chapter 20 goes for a long time because Satan is, uh, is bound and cast into the lake of fire and he's there for a thousand years while the kingdom of God under Jesus Christ is established. He's cast into the bottomless pit. That will be his prison. Well, what is the bottomless pit? You think it's a hole dug in the ground? No, it's a system that he has built that has no foundation. The difference with his system and where we are is the church as a foundation. And that's what Abraham sought for. And all of those patriots in the Bible, Abraham sought for a city. And they did too. And we are doing the same thing. They sought for a city that has foundation. Whose builder and maker is God. Following me? Hallelujah. And that's where we're heading. We're bound for the kingdom. We're heading for the city. And it's not made by hand. You go down and you see all of these cities. Made by hand the buildings, but not that city. And he came down from God out of heaven, having the glory of God. I want to be in that city. I want to make that city my home. So this guy is to be, be in prison for a thousand years, but at the end of the thousand years, he's loose. And a lot, of, a lot of people ask, well, why would God bind him for a thousand years and establish New Jerusalem, you understand, the city of God, and then loose this devil up? Why, why, why would God do that? So you don't understand God. You don't understand God's ways are past finding out. God is a awesome God. Well, why would, why would God have the devil in prison, loose him, and then loose him now? Is because God still has a plan and his work is not completed yet. Before we go into that eternal state. Because the millennium kingdom is not the eternal state. It's only a thousand years. See, it's only a thousand years. And then at the end of the thousand years, many will be tempted and tried. But are they going to be tempted and tried? Because... 
because the devil will be loose. So you say, but, oh, when I get over there, I'll be free. The devil will be mean when he's loose. The devil will be just as bad or even more better because he knows that he has but a short time. He's loose for a little season. And what does he do? The devil cannot change. And he goes out and deceive the nations again. After a thousand years, you somebody said, oh, if I hang out with that man or that girl or that boy, I'm going to change them. Really? Only God can change the heart of a man. And the devils cannot be changed. Demons cannot be changed. That's why you don't want to play with devils. You have no fellowship with devils. And you have to recognize who is your enemy. You don't, rec- you don't uh, play in that fellowship with devils. So you recognize and you put on right now in the church the whole armor of God. Right now. Your warfare you do now and not wait for going over into the millennium to war with them at the end of the thousand years. You do the warfare now. How do you do that? Resist him. When he's trying to possess you or come in and lie to you, you rebuke him in the name of Jesus. Why? Because right now you've got power over all the powers of the enemy. My God, the word says whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Have you ever been up to heaven? And yet you've got authority to bind the devil and he's bound up there. When God checked the record, when he's accusing you and saying things, God said, look, look devil, you're already bound. That person you're accusing has already bound you. That means he has no charge against you. Satan will be bound for a thousand years. Then he's loose for a little season. But you and I don't have to be afraid of that. Because we already have eternal, eternal life, immortality, eternal life, glory. Because we sought that in the church. To them who by patience continue in well-doing. Oh, what's the well-doing? Like what you do? Clean the church, come to church, take care of the church, don't get in gossips, don't get in on the side, pull you off and drag you. No, you stand up by faith with the armor of God. And you thank God for the gifts. Thank God that you can hear the word of God tonight. Thank God you can sit in church and hear a message that's going to bring you closer to the kingdom. Every day. My Lord. Next verse says, And they went up, look at that. And they shall, And shall go out, look at that. Verse 8. To deceive the nations, which are in the four quarters of, of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle, the number of whom is as the sand of the sea. So look how many people will be following the devil. That's at the end of the millennium. After Jesus Christ returned, oh yeah, 
Now, if they're going to do that, how should you be more cautious and careful in the church? What, what are you looking for in the church? At the end of the thousand years, the devil is loose. He gathered a multitude like the sand of the sea. Somebody said, oh, God lost. Well, uh, I'll come. No, no. You don't understand. Read, you, you ought to read all of this story. You can't just stop there. If you stop there, what? or if you stop partway in the book of Jude, eh? you reach your Balaam and Balak and you stop there. You've got to read all through the Bible. And then when you get to Revelations, the end of Revelations 20, 21, 22, you find out who wins. Shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth. Gog and Magog to gather them together to Babel. The number of whom is as the sand of the sea. That's a lot of people, isn't it? So you in your mindset now, you understand that what we're going through as the church. And when people are deceived in a church or in the church, don't you throw your hands up and give God up. Because even in the millennium, after the millennium, if God was in there, how would they leave? Well, if God was in the millennium and Jesus sitting on the throne of David and yet still a multitude that you can't number, tell me something more about God. Because all those people did not have eyes to see the gift. They couldn't see the gift. That God gave them. God gave us a gift because he loved the world so much. That he gave his only begotten son. And Paul was a gift to the Gentiles. Acts 26. To open their eyes. Not these little things. But something bigger than these. The eyes of their understanding. So they could see God. That's what Paul was sent for. And any man of God that has the word of God is a gift. But you look at, oh, I can just, I don't have to open up that package. I got another one. I have another gift. I can open up another gift. Uh, preachers are, are cheap. They're dime a dozen. I can change this one. You see, because you're blind, you don't know what a real preacher is, what a real teacher is. You don't know what he's doing to you. Is building up your most holy faith. So you'll have an abundance of entrance. Like you were reading tonight. For, from Peter. For so an abundance of entrance. Not just slipping slide. But an abundance of entrance shall be ministered unto you. Shall be ministered unto you now. In the church. Where you grow up in him in all things. Big and tall. And strong. Having your roots. Down in Christ. Grounded. Steadfast. Unmovable. Always abounding. In the work of the Lord. He sent to open the eyes of the Gentiles. Acts 26. And. To turn them. Nobody won't turn me. Nobody. You better let somebody turn me. 
turn them from darkness. Did, did, did you know that that person right next beside you can be dark? Dark and you follow them? Hmm? All they have to do is spread that darkness to you. From darkness. It's not, it's not out there. It's not in the street without the light. At night, like we go outside and say, turn them from darkness, bring them in the church here. Where is that? That's not what it's talking about. You can be turned from a dark person. Blind. Don't see, cannot see the things of God. Cannot take a hold of the things of God. And a preacher come with the message of God and turn you away from that. Where you have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. And you've witnessed how God did that. And has been doing that in your life. Turning you. How? You have to turn from darkness. You are there in darkness. Walking in darkness. Living in darkness. Until a man of God was sent with the message. With a light. And the people that sat in darkness. Saw a great light. That's what the preacher is. That's the gift is to open your eyes until, oh my God, I see that. Wherein I was blind, but now I see. I see the light. Why? Because somebody, a gift, open up your eyes so you can see. And Jesus could say, blessed are your eyes. For they see. And blessed are your ears. For they... Remember that Jesus gone back to heaven, but he's left. Lighted torch. He's left stars to guide you. That's what he said. That's what he begins with. Stars in disguise. This this old uh, darkness. This dark age. This dark world. You, you go out there in a dark, dark night. But you look up there and see a star guiding you. It was a star that got, it was a star that guided the wise men. It's a star that's going to guide you to Jesus. But it's not a star up there, but a star in the pulpit that stand there declaring the word of God. Hallelujah! Come on, He's got to guide you, and you follow the stars, and the star will lead you not only to the manger. Not only to the cross, but it will lead you to the first resurrection and the coming kingdom. And while you're going, you don't have to worry because you'll hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way. Walking in it. So you're not following a blind star or a star that has burnt out, you know, you know, falling star. But you're following a star that's bright with the touch of the morning. And that's what God gave to the Gentile, the bright star. And there's still stars that bright and shining. But you've got to see and find them. And when you find them, they'll turn you from darkness to light, from ignorance and things, foolish things about God. Because you'll find out that 
you have to settle down and study the Bible. You have to sit down. We had a great revival one time. But where is it? Had to have teaching. There wasn't very much teaching. Shouting and passing out and prophesying. And everybody had a word. You remember, brother. I was there. You were there. See? Prophesying. Everybody had a word. Laying hands on vines. And there's nothing wrong with that. But you cannot put away the word of God. For just a shout. Jesus' disciples stood because he took them out. To the mountain away from the crowd. And then he taught them saying. You read, read the Beatitudes. M -m Many of the multitudes never heard. Most of what Jesus said. So when Jesus came down off the mountain. And talked to them. They're as blind as a bat. But the disciples took time to. Went back to the Lord. And said declare unto us. Tell us something you didn't tell the multitude. Reveal. There's a secret behind you. At what you said. We want to know. The. Uh, the. The parables. We want to know. The behind the scenes. Uh, things of God. We want. Let us into the secrets. And that's what a gift does to you. When you find a man of God. That has the gift. A preacher. That knows and has the word of God. Is a gift to you. And he takes you. Into the beyond the scene. Nor is he pulled back the curtain. And he show you things about God. That you've never seen. See, Paul went to, was, he said, O Corinthians, our mouths are open unto you. Our hearts are enlarged. Paul was filled up with the word of God. He was like what Job said. He was like a, a bottle that has no vent, ready to burst. Have the word of God. You're filled up with the word of God. And when you come to church, you're ready to burst. You explode. He goes out and deceives the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth. Notice that. They were there in the kingdom. They're in the four quarters of the earth. They just use your imagination. They were there, but they were away from God. In the corners out there somewhere, not hearing nothing from but the kingdom. They would not draw close. Gog and Magog. They're just pretending to gather them together to battle the numbers of whom, next verse, is as the sand of the sea. And they went up, look at they did. Huh? You surprised you, you think that Jesus is sitting over in Jerusalem for a thousand years, they'll be. No. They're getting ready to go fight Jesus. And they went up on the breadth of the earth and compassed the camp of the saints about. And the beloved city. And fire came down from God. Out of heaven. Look who did it. God. You don't, you don't have to fight the battle. Let God fight it for you. Fire. That fire is still available. Verse 10. And the devil that deceived them was cast. Look at that. Praise the Lord. Now I told you. <coughs> it was a gift to tell you the end of the devil. What happened to him? Huh? What happened to the devil? This devil that you're afraid of. 
Look at how he comes to an end. And while he comes to an end, you're still shouting and praising God because you have eternal life. And the devil was that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophets are. Most of his agents are already there from the 19th chapter of Revelation at the battle of Armageddon. Read the Bible. And shall be tormented day and night forever and along. Well, it's either that you live forever and ever or you're tormented forever and ever. Where do you want to go? Where, where do you want to go? Well, pick your choice. Pick your choice right now what you want to do. You want to stand with the church, stand with the word of God, hear what you're hearing now. Are you? And I'm not sure. You think God's going to put that spirit in the kingdom? Because you are a security risk. Who's on the Lord's side? Well, I don't know. I have to test it. Test what? Huh? You got a gift that can explain to you. You look at the man that God gives you. Look at the word that comes out of his mouth. <laughs> the devil is gone and shall be tormented. Everybody that follows him. Because it, it, it's where the beast and the false prophet are. If you notice that? Revelation 19, the beast and the false prophet are some of the first ones that go to the lake of fire. Second, which is second death. There's no resurrection from that. Verse 11. And I saw a great white throne. This is awesome. And him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heavens fled away. That means all your nice bungalow, your your uh, nice Rolls Royce. I am nothing against those, okay? I'm just using your nice cars, your house, your beach house, your mountain house, whatever it is that you put before God. It's gone. I saw a great white throne. And from and in that from whose face the heaven, the earth and the heaven fled away, just disappeared. That means this whole system of government and all of the rules. Even the rebellion in the millennium kingdom, God sweep them away. And there was no more place for them. That means that little nice bungalow you had over there, you can't go back home because it's not yours anymore. It's a new age. And this is the end of the millennium. So you can't even stop at the millennium and say everything's okay. You've got to hasten uh, 2 Peter chapter 3 to the day of God. That's another lesson. And the heavens fled away. Christ pushed the button and they're gone. And all of those that came out against God, they're gone. The devil is gone. And there was no more place in the economy of God for them. But go on and see. Verse 12. And I saw the dead. Now look at this judgment. This is where, this is where the church saved you from this. 
Now remember now, it didn't say the living. It said the dead. The dead means that even up until this point, they don't have immortality. They're still under the judgment. Yeah. You, you go through even the church, you come on, the millennium, but you still has not got immortality as yet. That's a long story. But let me give you a little piece. And I saw the dead. Dead means that you never achieve immortality, eternal life, during the church age. You were not qualified. Remember, to them who by patience. Romans 2, 7. Seek for glory. When do you do that? Not the millennium, but now. For glory, honor, immortality, eternal life. How do you seek for it? From the gift that God gives you. God gave you a gift for immortality, for eternal life, for you to seek it now. Am I telling you the truth? I saw the dead. That's a gift. How would you have known unless the gift? John saw it for you. I saw the dead. What are you seeing? How to tear a church up? <laughs> if you didn't build it. You didn't build it. I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were open. What books? Oh, this same book here. Oh, I'm tired of it. 66 books. Hurry up, pastor. You should be here all night. This book was open. That, what does it mean by open? You mean just open it like that? No, that means explain. Break it down. They got to stand there and hear it explained. They wouldn't go to church. They wouldn't listen. They wouldn't settle down. But now they have to, to get into the kingdom. Otherwise, you're not going in the kingdom. You see, you can walk out of the church, but you can't walk out of the kingdom. Because you ain't going nowhere. I saw the dead, the dead, small and great. That means you have not yet achieved immortality, eternal life. You're still about that Adamic nature. All during the millennium, you're still dead. Dead. In the day you eat thereof, you'll be dead. That's why you're in church, to get life. That's what this little church is, to preach life into you. Am I right? Give me a few more minutes right there. See, life. Try and come next week. Love you, John. Okay, thanks for coming. My friend, That's my friend. I saw the dead small and great stand before God and the books were open. And another book, hold on. And another book was open. You get into that. Two books right there at least. There's about five books or more. Which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which are were written in the books according to their words. Somebody say, Ah, oh, don't preach that. We don't want to hear that. We already have it. Oh, just, you better get it now. See, the, the ministry is a gift, a judge to you to tell you what's wrong and what's right. And if he doesn't tell you, he himself will be judged. But Paul said, I'm not um, shunned to declare unto you the whole counsel of God. That's what a preacher does. Well, he's always a preacher to tell you the truth. From the word of God. A preacher is to confront you with the word of God. There's no such thing as I'm so big. That don't tell me. Um, or I, I, I'm special. There's no such thing. There, 
God's no respecter of person. Listen to the word of God here. Hmm? Verse 13 says, let me read on. And the sea gave up the dead. There's no hiding place. The sea gave up the dead which were in it. And death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged, every man according to their works. Every little idle word, every little thing that was done in secret will be brought up. That's why you repent now. Because when you repent now and ask God to forgive you of all your sins, they're gone. I said, they're gone. But I still remember. You do, but God doesn't. God blots it out of his book. And he said, their sins and their iniquity will I remember no more. And you remember so you won't go and do it again. But it's gone. It's gone. Isn't God wonderful? 14 says. And notice what? Death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. Do you want to go to the lake of fire? Eh? Death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. It's appointed unto man wants to die. That's first death. But here's another death. You die. Remember the phrase we had? Die once. Yeah, help me. Die. Once. You die twice, right? Help me. Help me. Okay. Born once. Die twice. Right. Born twice and you die one. You're born again. That's you ought to remind remind me that. If you're born once, that means you don't, you're born of the Adamic nature once, you'll die twice. But if you're born again of the Son of God there from above, you only die once. And dead and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is. The second death. There is no resurrection from second death. It's over. It's gone. It's done. So second death. How would you have known about second death and to escape second death? Verse 16. 15. And whosoever. Notice the note how important this is. <clears throat> was not found written in the book of life. Was cast into the lake of fire. Whoever. Was cast into the lake of fire. That's amazing. So you. Don't you think it's important to spend time. And ask God if your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Huh? Don't you think you want a church that tell you. Don't you think you need a church that tell you about it. What if a church never tell you about that. What if a church only wanted to tell you that. I got a little prophecy for you. That's what, that's what a lot of people don't want to hear. They don't want to hear the word of God. They want to hear a little prophecy. They want to hear somebody lie to them. You get that? Come on, let me give you a little prophecy. Yay, yay, yay. I see you. I see you. What does that do? To, what, what does that do for you? Now you're going to get to this and find out if your name is written there. I, John Doe. 
And you find your name there. And how do you know? How do you know? You'll have the witness of the Spirit. Lord God bless us tonight. What, what do you think God is doing? Because God appealing to you. You, you, you think I wrote this down? It's because God wanted to show you from his word. Look, look how free the spirit of God is. Look at what God's doing. All right, that's it. Whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. And then you go into the 21st chapter and you begin to find out now 21st chapter and the 22nd chapter it begin to move you on out into the eternal life, everlasting life. Don't you want to be there? What, what, what if you didn't have a gift to tell you these things? And we, oh, we don't value preacher. He's just a preacher. Just That's the most blessed gift you can ever have to find. A man of God that has the word of God that tells you the truth. And not lie to you. Tell you the truth. Because you can only be saved. By the truth. And you can only develop faith. You need faith to be saved. And faith cometh by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. You increase your faith. By the word of God. Amen. Give the Lord a praise.